So in our Catholic faith, as in with many other faiths, I'm sure, uh, there, is, there are authentic expressions of faith, and then there are superstitions. And at times they can be a bit kind of interwoven. It's not always entirely clear where one stops and where the other begins. Uh, in Ireland, we have this tradition, the day before a wedding. Oh, all the girls are familiar with this tradition. There, yes. Uh, before a wedding in Ireland, we put out a little statue of the infant of Prague. Right, so the baby, baby Jesus from, from Prague, the infant of Prague, the statue of the infant of Prague is put out the day before a wedding for good weather. Right? It's, a, it's done almost, you didn't know that? It's done almost everywhere, right? It's, well, it's, it's a, a mom's tradition, I suppose. So the day before a wedding, the infant of Prague will be put out on the windowsill so that we'll have good weather for the, the wedding. Um, uh, yeah. I think, it, and then people, sometimes people see that as a positive thing, because at least it, it's like an, some sort of an expression of faith, because it's like a, an expression of trust in God. If we do this, if we do put out this, the statue of the infant of Prague, then there'll be good weather. So it can seem like a good thing. There's another thing, and I, I've never actually researched it, but a common expression uh, in Ireland as well, I'm not sure if it's an American thing, probably not, I've never heard it over there, uh, but when... If you ask someone how they're doing, say they had a, a hip replacement or a new pacemaker or, um, you know, and you ask, how, how are things going for you? you know, how is the new car? Oh, all good, touch wood. And then you have to touch wood somewhere. I don't know what that, I, I don't, I really don't know what that means. I must look it up. I, I don't know. But it's a, it's a weird kind of, a, kind of a, an expression that in order to keep the situation good as it is, you have to touch something made of wood. Um, okay, but they, they, they kind of creep into common speech without even people realizing. You see this all the time, you know? Even our own cook, Alan, I shouldn't mention names, but I mean, I, I've seen him do it like house things. Oh, sure, I'll go touch wood. And, and it, it's done before you even realize it. Like, But what are we doing? What are we doing? In our reading today, uh, the reading, it's very interesting because it starts bad, then gets worse, and then we're all expecting a Disney ending at the end of the reading. But instead of a Disney ending, there's like a Quentin Tarantino ending. It like all goes terribly wrong. Where they start, uh, uh, the, the, the Israel versus the Philistines, and Israel loses a battle. So they come back to their tent, they say, what are we going to do? We're after losing a battle. We don't want to lose against the Philistines, so what do we do? I know what we'll do. We'll get the Ark of the Covenant, so the, the equivalent of our tabernacle. So this is like the Holy of Holies. This is where God resides. We'll bring God with us into the battle, and then God will grant us the victory. We will be victorious because we have God with us. We have the one true God, and these heathens need to know that we have the real, true God, and what they adore or believe in is all made-up nonsense. Uh, so... it. it it's not, it's not the worst idea. I mean, this has actually, like, uh, was it St. Clair, when, when their, their town was being invaded, uh, took the Blessed Sacrament and went out to the, to the city wall, and because of that, the, 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 the invading soldiers fled. So it's, the issue here isn't so much the action. The issue is the faith or lack thereof behind it. So the, the priests who carry out uh, the, the Ark of the Covenant... Uh, are two really weak priests. And in their priesthood, they are terrible. They're, they're, they're Hophni and Phinehas. They're awful priests. 
when people would offer sacrifices in the temple, any sacrifice that was brought to the temple was being sacrificed to God for the good of the people or the good of that particular family. Any sacrifice brought to the temple was not brought for the good of the priests. So what am, what am I saying? When people would bring like a, a bull or a heifer or a goat, whatever it was, to sacrifice in the temple, these priests would take a cut for themselves and say, ooh, steak. They'd eat, they ate of the sac- temple sacrifices. You're not supposed to do that. That's not what it's for, you know. The, 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 the altar of sacrifice wasn't a great big barbecue. It was an altar of sacrifice. It's not somewhere where you go to cook your food. But they used to. So they used to actually take some of the temple sacrifices for themselves. Scripture tells us. So these, these, like they had completely misunderstood what the temple sacrifice was about and were gleaning some of these sacrifices for themselves. So that's, that was very, a very serious offense for a priest. Okay, so they come back and they get the Ark of the Covenant. They bring the Ark of the Covenant into the battle and then you're expecting and then with Jesus amongst his people the, the battle went in their favor and Israel was victorious on that day and they sang this song in the, in the honor of God. That's not what happened. No, they bring the Ark of the Covenant into the battle. 30,000 of them are slaughtered and the Ark of the Covenant is lost. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. What just happened? Like they lost terribly and the Ark of the Covenant was lost so what's wrong here I mean like should they not have brought God into the battle surely they're supposed to bring God into the battle maybe that's how we're supposed to win our battles no we're supposed to bring God into our battles that's how we that's how we're victorious not through our own strength but through the strength of God so what did they do what did they do that was wrong because they got something wrong because it all went terribly wrong so what did they do that was wrong Kind of the idea of the infant of Prague. The act in itself isn't exactly wrong. I mean, putting a statue out in faith could be a good thing. What if putting a statue of the infant of Prague out was accompanied with a decade of the rosary prayed by the family for good weather? What if there was prayer associated with that act? What if there was faith behind that act? Not just if we move this statue from point A to point B, God, we'll please the gods somehow and we'll have good weather. That's superstition. Whereas when a, an act is accompanied with real faith, we believe in you, Lord. We submit ourselves humbly to your will. We ask you this favor. But not my will, but yours be done. And it's not just, I'm not just talking to you because I want something. I talk to you because I believe in you. So not just bringing the Ark of the Covenant into the battle because we don't want to be shamed in front of our enemies and our foes, but Lord, we want to glorify you. We want this, this, this land that you have given us, we want to protect it. Or we want even this geographical area to glorify you. But that wasn't their, their motivation, that wasn't their intention. It was a kind of a superstitious pride. And, and, and like the Lord... It's, it's, it's interesting to see how, how, how the Lord allows himself to lose, if you will. As in, he, the Lord looked like he lost on that day. It looked like God wasn't enough. It looked like the Philistines were more powerful than the Israelites and God. But the problem wasn't the Israelites and God. The problem was the Israelites and their lack of faith. Again. Not the first time and not the last.
It's the lack of faith. This, 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 this kind of mechanical understanding of God. Do you know? If, if, the, uh, the, if the Holy of Holies is with us, then we can't lose. Wrong. You can lose. Just like for us as Catholics, we have the true presence of Jesus in the Eucharist, which means we can't lose. Yes, we can. We absolutely can. You look at, sorry to mention now certain countries, but you look at like the, the, the history of the church, maybe in France, which was an incredible source of missionaries for all around the, all around the globe, and now is a very, very secular country with a, a church that's... A, probably turning the, it's, it's, the church is an awful lot smaller. I think in certain places becoming a lot more Catholic though. You look at Ireland, uh, a country that, that again sent missionaries all, all around the globe and our practice rates now are, are, are very much decreasing, our numbers of, of priestly vocations. So just because we have the Eucharist, we can't say, you know, we have the Eucharist so everything is going to be fine. It doesn't work that way. The, the church as a whole will not die. True. The church in any one country can absolutely die. The church in any one country can absolutely die. The church as a whole will not. But in any geographical place, of course it can. Of course it can. So we, can't, we, shouldn't, be doing, we shouldn't do the same thing or fall into the same trap as, as the Israelites did, that just because we have the true faith, things can't go wrong. Of course they can. Why? What's the key thing here? What is the, the key element that keeps us on the, the right track, on the straight and narrow? Faith. Faith. Lord, I believe in you, I believe in your direction, I believe in your providence. And because of that, I want to do what you ask. That's, that's the difference. It's not just having the Eucharist or not having the Eucharist. Having the Holy of Holies or not having the Holy of Holies. That, that, it doesn't work that way. It's not as mechanical as that. The Lord wants to see a lived faith. <laughs> lived faith is what... Is, is what changes the course of history a lived faith and this is something that, 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 that I, I think and I hope those of us who went to seek uh, when, we see, when you see the faith lived uh, amongst young people especially I think it's particularly inspiring this is a whole other homily so I don't want to start um, but Ten seconds, uh, two minutes, two minutes. Um, when we have that, when we have, when we have, when we've experienced that friendship with the Lord, and so the Lord reveals Himself to me, and I respond to that with faith. So my faith is my response to God's self-revelation. I respond to 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 to, to the humility of God in revealing Himself to me. I respond to that in faith. I experience that lived relationship. A natural, and I would argue, necessary consequence of that is that we want others to experience the same. We become missionary. It's a natural consequence of authentic faith. If, I, if I've experienced this lived relationship with the Lord, I want others to experience that joy. If I have gone to a really good ice cream shop, okay, in Clonmel, and it's amazing. And they have like 51 different flavors of chocolate ice cream. Okay? I will tell all of my friends you have to go to this ice cream shop. It has the best ice cream in the world. It has 51 flavors of chocolate ice cream alone, not to mention all the other things. I've experienced this, and I want you to experience my joy. 
over stupid ice cream. Okay? Now, if I have experienced joy and consolation and healing through my faith in the Lord, it's a natural consequence. If that faith is real, I want others to experience that too. Our faith is necessarily missionary. If it's faith, if the faith is authentic. So, we, we can learn so much. We, uh, as it, when, did the, when did all this happen uh, from the book of Samuel? Oh, I didn't check it. 2,000 years ago, in around. I'll, I'll check it up later. Google it yourselves later. Um, but three-ish thousand years ago, this happened. And yet, we're, exact, we're so susceptible to that very same thing today. Have we changed? Have we learned? Not really. Not really. We're still very susceptible to the same weaknesses. To thinking, well, I'm baptised, so it's all right. Oh, well, we have the Eucharist, so it's all right. Oh, well, I'm Catholic, so it's all right. Well, I haven't, haven't killed anyone, so everything's fine. You know, when we reduce our faith to, 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 to some aspect, important they, though they may be, we're missing the heart, we're missing the core which is a lived relationship with a living God, a lived relationship with Jesus Christ. So we ask the Lord today to renew our faith, renew our, our vocation as disciples, learning from the Master, and that this may spur us on to be missionary disciples, to share our faith with a world in aching need of it. Amen.